Welcome to the Parkway Live Church Podcast. Thank you for taking time to let God's Word impact you. Always encouraged to know God is touching lives through this ministry. Please visit parkwaylife.com to let us know. You can also hit the giving tab to sow into the ministry that you are experiencing. Now, prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. You know, here at Parkway, you're going to learn something about Parkway. We celebrate things. And, you know, there's a lot of churches that at Easter, it's like a, it's like a Jesus died all over again, like funeral type deal. But we celebrate the life and death and the resurrection of Jesus at, because you know what? That's what he come to do. He came to give his life for us and we celebrate those things. So on Memorial Day, it's also the same thing. There has been people in our country that said, hey, I will go and serve our country. I will go give everything I've got. And even if it costs my life, I will do that. And today we celebrate and honor the life of, of all of those uh, veterans that have given their life uh, on the battlefield for our country. I, I just think one more time, we could honor them just one more big round of applause. They may not hear us today, but we can still celebrate their, their giving of, of their life for our country. Amen. This country would not be what it was if it wasn't for other people that gave their all. And today we honor, we honor all of those that have given their life for our freedom. If you're a parent or a family member or a wife or a husband of one of those veterans today, we honor you today and thank you for, for all you have done. And thanks for your, your spouse or your child that gave their life for our country because that's what Memorial Day is all about. And today we celebrate, we celebrate their lives and, thank, and say thanks. For all that they've done. In fact, we don't just honor those, and I know Memorial Day is about honoring those, but I can't go a day without also honoring our vets, those that, that may, may not have died on the battlefield, but they gave, they went out and did it. So if you're a veteran today, I'd like to honor you today. If you're a veteran, go ahead and stand up today, and we want to honor you. If you're a veteran and you serve our country today, thank you so much. Thank you very much. We honor you. We honor you. We honor you. We honor you. We thank you for everything you've done for this incredible country. Amen. Because of you, we stand in freedom today. Thank you, Tom. Very good. If you're, if you're a, you know, I'm just in an honoring mood today. If you're a husband and wife of one of these veterans, go ahead and you stand up. Or you have a child that is serving today, go ahead and stand up today. I want to honor you. If you're a husband, a wife, somebody served that has served, you served also because you allowed them to go. So if you're a husband or a wife or a father or a son or daughter today, we honor you today. You know, I can just do this all day long. I just like honoring people. If you're a mom or a dad, just go ahead and stand up today. If you're a mom, go ahead and stand up. If you're a mom or a dad, go ahead and stand up today. We honor you today. We honor you today. Yeah. Yeah. We wouldn't be here without you. Amen. We honor you today. All right, if you're a child, which that should be everybody, go ahead and just stand up. If you're a child, which you were all born, you're a child of somebody, go ahead and stand up. I honor you today. Yeah, that's everybody. Those of you that aren't standing, I'm a little concerned today. We honor you. We honor you. I don't know if you can tell what I'm going to talk about today, but I am going to talk about honor. I'm going to talk about honor today. I'm going to talk about honor today. I love honoring people. I love honoring people today. Uh, I want to read this scripture to you. It's uh, in Mark chapter 6, verse 1 through 4. It says, Jesus left there. This is, he, he had been on a world tour with his disciples, and he's, he's coming back home. He's, he left there and went to his hometown, accompanied by his disciples. When, he, when the Sabbath came, he began to teach in the synagogue, and many who heard him were amazed. Where did this man get these things, they asked? What is this wisdom that has been given to him? And it changes. <laughs> There's a ring up here. If you can just take me out of this, I, I'd be fine. In, in this, that's not in the scripture, by the way. It's just a ring up here on the stage. What are these remarkable miracles he's been performing? And then things change here in, in Mark. It says, the people started saying this, well, well, isn't this the carpenter? 
isn't this Mary's son and the, the brother of James and Joseph and Judas, different Judas, by the way, and Simon? I mean, aren't his sisters even here with us? And, and these people took offense at him. Crazy. Jesus said to them, these words, scary words here, he says, a prophet is not without honor except in his own hometown and among his relatives and in his own home. Pretty, pretty big scripture here, Jesus coming home. And th this is the deal. Jesus was returning to Nazareth, his hometown. That's not where he was born. It's just where he grew up. It was his hometown. He was, he, he was from Nazareth. And they'd been traveling all over the world and all over the country on this Jesus world tour. I mean, I can, I can only see it if he was here today. There'd be huge signs and lights and all kind of crazy things going. He, he was on his world tour. Taylor Swift would have nothing on Jesus, okay? I'm just going to say. Because he would use it. He would use everything that there is. And, and, and he'd been teaching his, his, God's Word and doing miracles. I mean, turning water to wine and opening blind eyes, healing deaf ears, healing blind eyes. I mean, taking the loaves and the fish and fed over 5,000 people. I mean, he's been doing a lot of, a lot of raising the dead. And, and here he, he comes back home. Now, I would have thought that the Scripture would have been a little different because I've watched American Idol in the past. You know what I mean? Like, like they sing all these songs, and, and then the big part of the only—it's really the only thing I like in American Idol. It's like when they go back home, there's the parade, and, and they've had that lady from uh, Jasper or Woodville come. She come home, and, and I know some of y'all in this room probably didn't even know who she was, but you were like, ooh, you know. Like, but, 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 but it wasn't like that. It wasn't like the American Idol return home. When Jesus come back home, it wasn't the parade and the lights and all these things that was just, well, that's just Jesus. That, that's just Jesus. And, and in verse 3, they begin to ask these things. Well, isn't that just the carpenter? I mean, isn't that the guy that built our, come fix our table? That's just the carpenter, you know? Isn't that just Mary's son? Isn't that just the brother of James and John and uh, Jude, Joseph and Judas? And, and, and then they just kept saying, isn't that just Jesus? that we saw grow up, just Jesus? Isn't that just Jesus from the block? And, and um, verse 4 says these words, a prophet is not without honor, except in his own home, among his relatives and in his own home. And, and I want to be open and honest today because I believe that this same thing that's going on is an epidemic in our world today. It's an epidemic of dishonor in this world that we live in. That there is an epidemic of dishonor in the world. I mean, isn't that just my parents? Isn't that just my kids? Isn't that just my school? Isn't that just my church? Isn't that just my wife? Isn't that just my husband? And we get this same mentality in this world today about, well, that's just Jesus, even. That's just Jesus. And, and I'm sorry to say, but there's people today that say, well, that was just people that gave their life. They, what did they do for us on Memorial Day? There's people that do that. That's just, this is just my country. This is an epidemic in our world. I, I want to say this. There's not just anything. <laughs> There's not just anything. That's not just my wife. That is my wife. My wife. Those are my kids. That, that's not just my kids. Those are my kids. This is my church. This is my country. Those are my veterans. Those are my people that gave their life. That is my school. That is my job. That is my, that is, that's what it is. Nothing I have is just my anything. Because why? Because this is the deal. When we, when we go to just, this is just, it's just my kids, we, we turn into uh, uh, the, the word here that Jesus says, he says he was without honor. When you take this word without honor, it's translated in this, it's translated into dishonor. See, you're just going to honor things or you're going to dishonor. There is no middle ground. You're going to honor it or you're going to dishonor it. And the word translated here goes to dishonor. In other words, this is what the Bible's saying here. In, in the Bible dictionary, you look it up, it says this, is that he was treated as ordinary. Or he was treated as common. 
And that's what dishonor does. It causes things to deteriorate or devalue or go down in worth. So I want to tell you today, you're either honoring or you're dishonoring. And I, I got to be honest, I'm here to tell you today to make a change in this world today, that we need to start honoring everything, that we need to start honoring everything because it's a problem today. This is the deal, though. We begin to treat everything as common. We, we treat everything as ordinary. Just take me out of these, these uh, right here, thank you. You, you, you. We treat everything as common, everything as ordinary. I, I mean, let's go back a few years. I mean, when, when, when you started dating your, your husband or your wife, I, I mean, she wasn't ordinary. She wasn't common. It was the man or the woman of your dreams. I mean, it's the one you just went, ugh, about. You just, ugh. You know, it, it wasn't ordinary. It wasn't common. You, you started dating. You went above ordinary. You, you went above the common, and you started opening the door for them and, and, and paying for their meals and, and, and bringing flowers and bringing presents and, and doing all those things. You, you, you brought the flower. You said, oh, I love you, and you just like the goo-goo eyes. I mean, you're crazy. And even, maybe not me, but pastor, he just started speaking to Adina in, in baby talk. I mean, that may, that's, what, that's what he did. And, and not me. I, I just, I didn't go baby talk on you, but I still love you just as much. But, but, but we didn't treat them as ordinary. And then over time, we find ourselves in our marriage, not opening doors and not paying the meal or not doing this and not doing that. And, and everything becomes ordinary. You, you remember when your child was born? Oh, you remember that moment? They were the ugliest aliens ever that you've ever seen at that very moment. It's not what the movies portray it to be. But at that very moment, you as a dad took that baby and you were like Lion King and you were like, oh, la, 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 la. <laughs> Why? Because you were so honored about the kid. And now we can't sit at their own tables with them. Why? Because it's become common. It's become ordinary. But I want to tell you, I want to change things today. I mean, it's time for an honor comeback. It's time for an honor comeback in your home. It's, it's time for an honor comeback in your job, in your, in your marriage, in, with your kids. It's time for an honor comeback because this is what honor is. Honor means this. It means to value, to respect, and to highly esteem, to treat as precious to treat as weighty, which is not you, baby. You're not weighty, but you're, you're, you're very valuable and, 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 or valuable to ascribe worth. Listen to this. Honor causes everything around it to elevate. It puts a bigger price on them. It, 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 it brings it down from down to up. Whatever you're, when you honor something, it, it, it brings them up. See, when you dishonor something, it brings them down. It pushes them down. But when you honor things, it's like you take them and you lift them up and you put them on a pedestal when you honor. Dishonor pulls everything down. Honor builds everything up. And I just feel in our country that we need a revival of honor. We need a revival of honor. We need a revival of honor in our homes. We need a revival of honor in our jobs and be thankful for your job and honoring your job and, and doing all the things that you can to be honorable about it. I think we need a revolution of honor and because this is the deal. Everything we see around us, you, you see dishonor. I think it's time for us as the church to step in and say, I will honor those around me. I will honor my country. I will honor my wife. I will honor my kids. I will honor my mom. I will honor my dad. I will honor my job. I will do everything I can to honor everything around us. I mean, just really, what, what, if, what if we just took it upon ourselves when you walk into your job on Tuesday? 
And you just walk in and you just say, you know what, and you just get this mentality of, I'm just going to bring an abundance of honor in this place today. I'm going to honor my coworkers. I'm going to honor my boss. If you're a boss, I'm going to honor my employees. I'm going to honor my position. I'm going to honor my company. What, what if you just went into your house today and you just told your wife, said, baby, I honor you with everything I got. Or you honored your husband with everything you got. Or you went into your kids and made, or called your kids today and you said, you know what, you are the, I don't care what you think about them, but you just said, you are the greatest kids I've ever seen in all my life. And you begin to honor them. You know what would happen? Things would start to change. They would feel more valuable. They would feel more precious. They would feel honored. And things would begin to change if we would start honoring. What, what if we went on an honor rampage? I mean, you just, we, we just went crazy with honor. We just walked in everything we could, and you just started honoring. What, what if you just started honoring everywhere you go? What if everywhere you go, people, people walked around, and they said, I don't know what he left behind, but it looks like a big H-bomb went off behind him. <laughs> what if everywhere we went, we just started honoring people? I honor you for being here today. I honor you for giving of your weekend to come on Sunday, to be here today. What if we just felt and just started dropping honor everywhere we went? See, here's a statement that I want us to remember. This is a statement I heard about 10 years ago, and I've taken it on as a life statement. And this was what the, the guy told me here said. He said, he said, I'm going to honor up, I'm going to honor down, and I'm going to honor all around. Some of you have heard me use this in messages before. Why? Because this is a life statement. You know what I want you to do? I want you to stand up. We're, sometimes we, we need to put it into action in our life. You know what? This is my statement, and I, I'm, I'm not, I don't just usually sit back with my life statements. I usually put some motions to them. Remember kids like Father Abraham? You know, you remember that song because of the motions. Well, this is what I want you to do. I want you to honor up. Say up. Do your hand up. I want to honor down, and I want to honor all around. Y'all go ahead and spin. Some of you may, okay, you can be seated now before you throw up. I want to honor up. I've got people, and, 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 and I'm not one of those people that say I'm above people at all or feel like people are above. They're just, there's authority figures. What if we just started honoring those above us? Mom, where are you at? My mom is above me. She gave me, she brought me, I honor you and I honor my dad and I honor you because you're above me, my grandparents. I honor those above me. I honor my pastor today who's on vacation. You know what? It's my honor that he's on vacation today because he gives and does all that. I honor those people. I honor my bosses, the people above me. I honor my wife. You know why? Because I feel like she's above me. Because why? Because God has called us as husbands to serve. I honor those above me. I honor my supervisors. Have I always believed in them and thought everything with them? No, but you know what? Sometimes I had bad supervisors, but you know what I still did? I honored them. I honor my president, whether it be Obama or Trump or Reagan or Democrat or Republican, or no matter if he doesn't believe in either one of them, he is my president and I will honor him no matter who he is because he is our president and I will honor those above me. I honor our mayors. I honor those above us. I honor those above us and we need to honor those up. We need to honor our police officers. Because why? Because they are an authority position in this community. I honor up. We should always honor up. But you know what else? We should always honor down. We should always honor those that, that just feel like they're underneath us. Or maybe you're a boss today. You should, you should honor your, your, your employees. You should honor those that you are in authority over. You should honor your kids. You should honor those that, 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 may not, that you may be in authority over. We should honor up. We should honor down. But we should also honor, don't forget these, all around. Our co-workers, our brothers and sisters, our aunts, our uncles, our family members, our co-workers, our church family. 
We should honor those up. We should honor those down. And we should honor those all around. We should honor. We should honor up. We should honor down all around. Here's a few scriptures on honor. Honor is mentioned 147 times in the Bible. It was a big topic that Jesus liked to talk about. In Exodus 20 and 12, it says this. It says, to honor your father and mother. This is, this is in the commandments here. In fact, this is the only commandment in Exodus 20 and 12 that has a promise linked to it. All the other promises just say honor and do this and do that. This is the only commandment that has a promise. It says to honor thy father and thy mother, for it will be well with you and you will live a long life. And I want to live a long life. You know why? Because if you don't honor you, they, they said they'd take me out of this world. They said they brought me in, they can take me out. So I honor them today. I honor you, Mom. I honor my dad who's not here today, but I honor them. In fact, I made a life that said I will honor my parents. I will honor my father. Listen, kids, are my kids writing notes today? Just making sure. 1 Samuel 2 and 30. Those who honor me, God said, I will honor. Ezra 7 and 27 says to bring honor to the house of the Lord. This is the best day of the week. It's Sunday. This is the place that we love so much. We bring honor to this place. This place needs honor, and it deserves honor. Hebrews 13 and 4, let marriage, oh, we need to, maybe I need to stay here. Let marriage be held in honor. Honor your husband. Honor your wife. Romans 12 and 10 Oh, I like this one. Baby, I honor you. But listen to this scripture. It says to outdo one another in showing honor. Oh, you don't want to tempt me. You try to honor me, I want to honor you back. We should try this. We should try this. Outdo one another in showing honor. Well, that, that would change the world. First Peter 12 and 9. If you didn't get any of the rest of them, it just says honor everyone. Honor everyone. So, so why do we honor? Why do we honor? I've already hit this a little bit, but I want to bring this back around. <clears throat> because honor elevates. It lifts up. It picks up. I, I heard a statement when I was a student pastor. Somebody told me one time, they said, it takes 10 positive statements to take away one negative statement. It takes 10 positive statements to take away one negative statement. I don't know if that's true or not, but I've seen it at work. You know, we can talk about, talk good about people all day long, and that one, they look in the mirror and they go, oh, I do look like, I, I, I gained a little weight today. And them telling themselves that one statement can bring everything down. But honor elevates, it, it builds up, it, it doesn't build down. I mean, I've never heard anybody say these words, man. You know, I wish that they were talking so good about me. I've never heard anybody say those words. I wish they'd stop talking so good about me. Why? Because it feels good. It, it picks you up, and it makes you feel better. It, it's not popular. It's not trendy. Nobody's hashtagging honor today on Instagram. It doesn't show up much on Facebook, but we need to do it. Why? Because honor elevates. It elevates. It elevates friendships. I'm thankful for my friends that send me texts here and there and say, hey, you're doing good. Why? Because those make me feel better. I got a, a text from my boss the other day that, 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 that honored some things that I was doing. You know what? He didn't have to do that, but you know what it did? It, it made me feel better. So, so we need to do it. It elevates friendships, marriages, all the things that we've talked about. You know what? It honors, right? It, it elevates your kids. Do you understand what your kids go through on a day at school? about not adding up and things get told bad here and there. Do you know what? The first thing we should do is honor our kids when we see them. Love them, hug them, tell them they're awesome, tell them they're incredible. Businesses, schools, it elevates. Guys, teenagers, guys, write this down. Honor, your, honor the girls at school. It's going to make you look better. That's how I got her. Everything's lifted up with honor. See, I saw a video once of a, an experiment that was done in Washington, D.C. that they, they took a, a very well-known musician named Joshua Bell. 
And he was a violinist. I don't have his CDs. He's not on my iPod, all those things. I don't have, but all I know is he was a very well musician. He was a violinist. And, and, and a week before, he had played in Boston, in the Boston Symphony. And it was just him by himself. And, and, and they sold tickets for over $100, and the place was packed out. And every time he would stop playing the violin, that everybody in the crowd would stand and applause because this was Joshua Bell. And he was on stage, and he was so good. And so, so they took the same guy, and it was a week later. They took him to New York, and they put him in a, in a subway, dressed him up like, like he had wasn't Joshua Bell. They, they dirtied up his face, ripped his clothes, tore him up, just made him feel, not look like Joshua Bell. They put him in a subway station, and he sat down in that subway for three hours. He had been in a crowd for two hours, people standing and applauding, and great job, and he played the same music that he had played on that stage down in a subway for three hours. They said that 12 people actually stopped out of all the people that passed through the New York subway. 12 people actually stopped to just listen to him. Six people put money in a hat, not knowing that this was Joshua Bell, the same guy that had been up on the platform. See, we don't have a problem honoring people that can stand on a platform. But sometimes we miss those as we're walking in life that are right there as we're caught up in everyday life. Joshua Bell was sitting in there in in a subway. The violin that he was playing was worth $3.5 million. And he sat there and nobody paid attention. Nobody honored him. He was still Joshua Bell, but he wasn't where he was the week before. He was in a subway and people just passed by. And didn't honor him. Vincent Van Gogh painted over 900 paintings in his lifetime. Today there's paintings that sell for a lot of money, millions and millions. There was this one they're going to put on the screen today. It was, uh, it's called The Starry Night. It was sold for almost $130 million. $130 million. One painting. And his paintings sell for millions all all over the world today. And they're in museums. But when Vincent Van Gogh was alive, do you know how many paintings he sold? One painting. One painting. What I'm trying to say here today is that we should honor now. We should honor people now. Not, we, we can go to funerals, and at every funeral, that's what we do. We honor them. We talk about how good their life was and how great they were and all this. And I wonder how many people in a casket sometimes were ever told those words while they were alive in this world. What if we went on an honor rampage? What if we went out and started honoring before people were laying in a casket? I think sometimes, in fact, I've, I've been in funerals and thought, I wish that guy would sit up right now and say, why didn't you tell me that a lot earlier? I just wish that would happen one time. I may do that. <laughs> but for real, we will honor later Vincent Van Gogh. We will honor later, but what about right, honoring now? What about honoring now? In fact, you know what? Just go ahead and stand up again. I, I love getting y'all doing stuff today. You know, I, I just think it would great, be great. Maybe go to a husband, a wife, a person around you. And just, just look, find somebody. Just find somebody. Everybody find somebody. It doesn't have to be a husband and wife, but just find somebody. And I'm going to give you the words to say. This is going to be fun. Just say, you're awesome. Just say, you're amazing. Just say, you're incredible. You're unbelievable. Now, just sit back down. I I don't want to go any farther because some of you husbands and wives are getting too mushy. (laughs) Do you understand what's happening? Y'all all all just laughed. Did anybody, when you told them that, did they go? (laughs) No. Why? Because honor elevates. It picks up. 
And then why can, we not, why can we not find time during the day to do this every second of every day? Because that was fun. It's fun to worship and love God and do a lot of that thing. But you know what else is worshiping God? When you tell your wife that she's amazing. Or you tell your kid that you're doing an incredible job on the sim. Or you tell your friends, say, man, you are an incredible couple, and I'm excited about you getting married. What if we started doing that on a daily basis? Why? Because it's fun. It's great. Now, that was fun. So, see, so many times a day, we, without noticing it, we, we dishonor things. Now, now I, I feel like I'm a pretty positive person, okay? I try to be. Every morning I wake up, I look myself in the mirror. You know what I tell, you, tell myself? It's going to be a good day. It's going to be a good day, big guy. Choose joy. Choose happiness. Choose peace. Choose love. I tell myself that. Every morning when I wake up, you know why? Because I, a few years ago, a few years ago, it was, I was at work, and, and I understood and found out it's real easy to be negative. I found out how negative I was. We, we, uh, we went into Lent, or it, it was the Lent season, and a bunch of my friends were doing Lent, and I thought it'd be fun. Hey, might as well just join in. And they were going to, my buddy, they, they always did alcohol. I'm like, don't do alcohol because you're just going to pick it up here. And if you don't mean nothing to God anyway, because you're going to pick it up at the end. Anyways. So I said, we're going to change things up. And I looked at all the firemen around the table and, and, and they were like, well, what do you think we should do? I said, you know what? I said, we're going to give up negativity. We're going to give up negativity during Lent. And they're like, oh, that's different. And you know what I even made? I, I didn't just say we're just going to do it. I said, it's going to cost us every time that we say a negative word about somebody or to each other. And you got to understand this is a fireman. We're, we're mean. We're, I'm not the pastor. I mean, it's like, you know, I mean, it's, it, we, we, we will cut you, you know, because we love each, because we love each other. It's how we show love in a fire department. So here we are, and we're like, Everybody's like, oh, this is going to be tough. And we said, you know, every time we're going to put a, a, a glass in the middle of the table, and every time somebody says something negative, you're going to put a quarter in the, in the jar. And I'm going to tell you, it wasn't like 30 seconds later, plink, 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 you know. And I was like, oh, I'm not going to have to pay a penny because I thought I was a pretty negative guy. Let's say after 30 days, I owed $25. That was, that was a lot of money. They would catch me. In 30 days, I'd said over 100 statements. In fact, I thought about it today. Let's just give out jars, and we'll raise money for Echo for the next week. We'll build an Echo Center. So, but, but the deal was, I, I really realized how easy it is to be negative. But, but then I thought how hard it is to be positive. It's hard sometimes because we're just in, a, it's just nature, it's just human nature to dishonor and, and not honor. So, so I thought maybe today we'd go to honor class. You know why? Because we need to go to honor class. When we wake up, you need to, maybe if you're taking notes today, you need to write some, some things that you're going to do in the next few weeks. You need to write these things down. Like, like, I need to go to honor class. Why? Because it's just like walking. It's easy for me to walk now. It's easy for me to walk around the stage. But when I was one year old, like Jameson, I couldn't walk good. And I had to practice and I had to do it over and over and over. And one day I got good. Look at me. Aren't you proud of me right now? But it's the same way with honor. It's not a natural thing. It's, it's easy. And it's the, the culture we live in to dishonor things. But at first, it's hard to honor things. It, it, it's, it's hard if you, you don't do this and you don't think about it. It's, it's hard to pass down the it's hard to pass down the road and think about the green grass that we have. I mean, have you seen foreign countries with desert and see the blessings that we have? Do you not understand that when you just breathe in and out, you, that's not, I mean, it's just air. God did that a long time ago. I mean, just think about the lights coming on. Somebody in this room paid the bills. We didn't have to wake up and somebody tell me exactly what I'm going to do today because we live in a free country. All the blessings that we have, and yet we can walk through this world. I thank God that I woke up this morning. 
So, so it's, it's easy to dishonor, so maybe we need to go to honor class and, and start, start trying to use it more, trying to do it more. And today, trying to honor your kids and honoring your wife and your, your husband and your pastor and your job. And because it, if, if not, you're going to treat it as ordinary and devalue it. And it's just going to be just that job, just that wife. So we need to honor. We need to learn to honor We need to say good things. Think about it every day. How many times we can do it. Think about we can do it. And and listen to me. I know. I know some of you are thinking, man, but you don't know my mom. You don't know my dad. You don't know my family. You don't know my job situation. You don't know my boss. You you don't know this situation. How can I honor this? Well, I want to go to the Bible, and I want to read in 1 Samuel. In 1 Samuel, it tells a story about David, and I love David. Was he perfect? No. David was, don't go to the scripture yet. It, it was a story of David, but we can learn a lot from him. First Samuel 18, it begins talking about how David honored Saul. Like when Saul was distressed and, and needed some calming down, he would call for David, and young David would come in and, and play his harp. And it would, now that just wouldn't calm me down, but it calmed Saul down. And David would come in and play his harp, and Saul would calm down. And at those times in his early life, David would calm Saul down, and Saul would honor him, and David would honor Saul. But if you keep reading in in 1 Samuel, you're going to find out that Saul eventually gets jealous of David. And even though he's an authority figure over him, he wants to kill David. And he chases him, and he He chases him along with 3,000 elite troops. He's chasing David. And we see where one day Saul even threw a javelin at him, trying to kill him. This is his boy. This is the guy that he had honored. This is the guy that he had calmed down. This was his his employee, in other words. Now, what would we do? I'd pick that javelin up. I'd think about it. But David went against the common response. David realized something. He said, I'm going to honor up. He's still my king. He's still God appointed. It it, it may not be what I like, but he's still my king or he's still my boss. And David showed honor. And even when Saul Saul showed David dishonor, David refused to dishonor Saul. Could he have? Yes. He could have dishonored him, but he chose not to. In fact, one day, David even ran for his life from Saul. He had been running from him and those, those troops and, and, and from Saul himself, but David still honored him. And then we find out in chapter 26, you, you, we find that God put, God put the whole army to sleep. God put the whole 3,000 troops and Saul, just God just put them to sleep. They're sleeping. And they're in a deep sleep, and, and here comes David. David slips in up into the cave where Saul was, and David gets right there where he, right there beside Saul. I mean, he's right there. Here's Saul's sword. Here's Saul's javelin. I mean, this is, this is his opportunity. Take him out. And this is what David says. He, he says these words, not in the scripture yet. I'll get to it in just a second. He says, he gets in there and he, he steals the pitcher of water of Saul's pitcher. And he takes his javelin, and he escapes the camp, and he gets on a far hillside. And here it is David, and here's all the troops down here. And David's out there, and he's got his, he's got his pitcher in one hand, and he's got Saul's javelin in, in the other hand. And he's, he starts yelling these words. He says he gets at a safe distance. He says, oh, my king, why do you chase me? What have I done to you? All I do is honor you. I mean you no harm. I've been close enough to kill you. I've been close enough to hear you breathe, in other words, while you were sleeping. Close enough to even kill you, but instead I honor you. And he says these words in 1 Samuel 26, 22 through 24. David stands across the deal. He says, here is your spear, O king. David replied, let one of your young men come over here and get it. The Lord gives his own reward for doing good and for being loyal. And I refuse to kill you even when the Lord placed you in my power. For you are the Lord's anointed one. 
Now may the Lord value my life, or may the Lord honor my life, even as I have valued or honored yours today. May he rescue me from all my troubles. That's what David did. You say, I can't honor. I say, we can honor. I say, we can honor. This is what we should do, number one. We should honor forward. We should honor first. We shouldn't wait to honor. We should honor now. We should honor first, not just when they deserve it, just but because we, we should honor, we should pay it forward. Find ways every day to honor your husband, honor your wife, honor your boss, honor your kids. Find day, ways every day so we can honor forward. Somebody says, pay it forward. Do you know what? You got a full tank of honor. It's given to you for free. Now go give it away. This is the thing is, as you give it away, it refills. You can give more away. So keep giving it away. Honor forward. Number two, honor with no strings attached. Honor with no strings attached. Don't go in it expecting honor back. Don't go, I'm going to honor you because I know you're going to honor me back. Don't go into it like that. Don't go into it honoring to honor people waiting for honor back. That's called manipulation. That's called manipulating people. Oh, I'll honor them. You know why? Because they're, they're probably not going to honor you back. Just go into it with no agenda except just to pour honor on them. Just because. If you go honor someone just to give honor back, you're going to probably be disappointed. But when you just start honoring people, somehow... It always comes back around. It may not come from them, but sometimes as you honor people, somehow it always comes back around. It always returns, maybe not from them, but from someone else. But don't start honoring people just so you'll receive it back. Did Saul ever honor David? At the beginning, yes, but at the end, he wanted to kill him. But did David honor Saul? Yes. Yes, and if I was to stand here and tell you today, did, did Saul ever honor David at the end? No. But did it come back? Did the honor come back to David? I'm still talking about him today because of the honor that he bestowed in them. So honor forward, honor with no strings attached. And number three, I want you to fill up with honor. How can you be an honorable person? We've got to fill up with honor. We've got to protect what's going in our eyes. We've got to protect what's going in our ears. What goes in will come out. And as honor comes in, honor will go out. If dishonor keeps coming in, guess what's going to come out? Fill up with honor. Honor in, honor out. Pay attention to what's coming in to you through what we watch, through what we listen to, by who we hang around. Fill up with honor. If all you hear is negativity, guess what's coming out? If all you hear is honor, guess what's going to come out of you? Honor in, honor out. Philippians 4 and 8 says, now dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and what? Honorable. Philippians 4 and 8. And right and pure and lovely and admirable. So my challenge for you today is this. Fill this world with honor. Don't get concentrated on the dishonor that's happening around you. This church is, we, we want you to know Jesus, find freedom, discover your purpose, and make a difference. How are you to make a difference? Honor, 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 honor. And last but not least, I want to close with this, and the musicians are coming. I want you to honor your, your parents. I want you to honor your wife, your husband, your kids, your job. But the thing above all else, the thing above all things in this world that we should honor, we should honor God. We should honor God. We should honor God with our life. Do you know what honors God? When you honor people. You know what God probably sits back and says, hey, good job. He probably wants to high five you. Boom. Yeah, way to go. Every time you're honoring people. So we should honor God. See, at the beginning of this message, I read a scripture 
from Mark 6 about when Jesus went back to his hometown in Mark 6. And then Jesus eventually says that a prophet is honored everywhere except in his hometown and among his family. In other words, they were dishonoring him. There was, it was just Jesus. It was just God. It was in flesh. It was, it was just Jesus, the carpenter's son. And the scary thing about this is that, is that they were just treating him as common or treating him as ordinary. And I want to tell you, my God is not common, and my God is not ordinary. And he, this is the scary thing about this, this very story. It's because of the dishonor to him or, or the unbelief. The next scripture says these words, that he couldn't do miracles in that town. It doesn't say that he, because of the dishonor, he wouldn't. It says that because of the dishonor, that he could not do miracles. I mean, this is Jesus. I mean, he could, right? Yeah, I mean, like he spun the earth into existence and all the things that keeps the air where we, I mean, you know, all these things Jesus did. I mean, he, we, we say these words that he can do all things. But this scripture in Mark chapter 6 says that because of the dishonor that he couldn't. I'm sure he wanted to. I, I'm, I'm sure if you would have asked him, Jesus, do you? Yeah, because I want to honor him. No, my, I mean, you know, he... We, we've done bad things before about to God, and, and, but he gave himself on a cross for me, you know, right? Like, it doesn't matter. He, he, he forgives and he forgets. But this scripture is so scary to me. I, I think you can see what's going on in this world. God can't do certain things in this world because of the dishonor. Because of this scripture right here. I think when we dishonor things that he... We dishonor our marriage. God wants to do things in that marriage, but he can't. We, we dishonor our jobs. And you, I, I pray every morning, walking, going through the gate, God, be, be a blessing in this job. Be, be a blessing on my company. Bless my, do great things in this company. And I wonder sometimes if we were to say that prayer because of the dishonor in our life, that God just says, I wish I could, Brandon, but I can't. Would you stand with me? It says that he couldn't do miracles among them. But what happened to the people that honored God? What, what, what happened to the people that, that said, oh man, he, that's Jesus. That's not just Jesus. Don't just say that. That's Jesus. I mean, God did miracles. He, he took deaf, and deaf people and, and, and prayed over them, and they were healed, and, and blind eyes were opened. And, and oh, what if I went to a church that just started honoring everywhere we go? What do you think he can do in this house? I'm so honored today that I do go to a church that is filled with honor. That when somebody walks through those doors, what are you done? You're honored to be here. We're so glad you're here. We're so honored that you're here on Sunday. Why? We are so honored. But you know what else? I just may get excited. You know what else? Every day when I wake up, God, I'm just so honored that you're a part of my life. God, I'm so honored that I can breathe today. I'm so honored that I can serve you, God. I'm so honored that I can lift my hands and lift my voice to you. I'm so honored, God, that you are the Lord and the God of my life. I wonder what God can do. I'm seeing it. I'm seeing it what God can do in a church that honors him. I'm seeing it in a church right now that is growing faster than it has ever grown before. Why? Because, you know, in this house, we will honor God. We will honor people. We will honor God. We will love people, and we will love God. This is what we do in 1 Corinthians 10, 31. It says, in whatever you do, do it for the glory of God. I'm, I'm a husband for the glory of God. You know what? The best marriage you can have, if you be the husband, be the kind of husband that glorifies God, you'll be the best husband you can be. Be the best wife. Be the best child. Be the best worker. Why? In everything we do, we honor God. We glorify God. Psalms 34 and 3. I will praise the Lord at all times. Say at all times. Say in the good, in the bad. At all 
times I will praise the Lord. At all times I will constantly, what? I will constantly honor Him and speak His praises. I will boast only in the Lord. Let all those who are helpless take heart. Come let us tell of the Lord's greatness. Let us honor Him and exalt His name together. 1 Corinthians 6 and 20. Listen, time out, hold on. 1 Corinthians 6.20, I love the scripture. You were bought with a price. Do you know what the cross was? We'll get to that next part in a minute. Do you know what that cross was? You know what he's doing? He was honoring you. He was saying, let my death be the honor to you because I'm going to save my people from their sins. That's how much he valued you. He says, you were bought with that price. What is that price? There, you can't put a price on your head. You can put the death of Jesus Christ. That's the price that the creator of all things was willing to put on you. That's how much he loved you. You were valuable. You were bought with that price. Therefore, what? Honor God with your body. Honor God with your body. And then last but not least, Philippians 2, 9 through 11. Therefore, God, what? Elevated him to the place of highest honor, and he gave him the name above every other name, that at the name of Jesus every knee shall bow, in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue declare that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. I want to tell you, as for me in this church— we will honor the Lord. As for me in the Pippin household, we will honor the Lord. You know why? Because even being, even being better than the greatest firefighter or being the greatest husband, I, I want to be those things, but way above all those things, I just want to honor God with everything I have. That's why this church worships God the way we do. That's why we lift our hands and say, God, you are honorable. That's why we clap our hands. That's why I'm standing up here hollering at the top of my lungs saying, I will honor the Lord because He is worthy of all honor and all praise and all glory. Let my life, let my life be honor to God. It's not about me. It's about Him. And let today, that's how we're going to close this, that's, that's how we're going to close this, this, uh, this service today. We're about to worship God. You know what worship is? What is it? What is worship? Let me tell you, not just on Sundays, by doing this and this. That's not just worship. That's 1% of it. 99% of worship is what we do outside this building by honoring our, our wives, honoring our husbands, honoring our church, honoring our job, honoring our kids, honoring everything we have, but most importantly, letting our lives be a life of honor unto God because He is worthy. Let's worship God and honor God by our worship today in this closing of this service.